Elevating your brand, your visibility, and your influence can be easier than you think. Our guest today definitely thinks outside the box in order to overcome your blocks. Join us. Trapped by the belief that I'm not good enough, bound by the limitations and the lies that consumed my world, this was me. It wasn't until I took the biggest leap in my life to know and trust the power within. And it was at that moment I made a choice. My past will not define me anymore. Hello, I am Terry Cardula, and I know I am not alone in this. Over the years, I have found that the number one mistake that we make is that we get in the way of our own success story. Yes, I said it. On this show, together we'll tackle limiting beliefs, self-sabotage, getting stuck, fear, doubt, overwhelm, and the imposter syndrome. Join us on this journey designed to transport you beyond your limitations to a world where anything is possible. This is Talking With Terry. Welcome back to Talking With Terry, where we have powerful conversations to transform your life and your business. And today's guest is Kristen Molinar. Uh, She's an entrepreneur enthusiast who lives by the mantra, work less and make more. She's the CEO of Yes Boss, And she helps entrepreneurs elevate their visibility and influence. And I can't wait to dive in. I mean, we've been talking offline about hair and where we live and just like getting all the juicy. And I'm like, we got to start recording this. Okay. So welcome. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Terry. I'm excited to chat with you today. Yeah. Okay. I'm just like, really, this, this may be an interesting interview. Okay. (laughs) We might, we might go off the rails a couple times on this one. Let me just say that. Okay. So for folks that don't know you yet, you know, just tell us a little bit about your background, how you got to be here today and let's just dive in. Yeah. So I'll start with today. So today I run a podcast booking agency. So essentially we help people become guests on podcasts, like what I'm doing right now. I'm very meta. Um, (laughs) but I, I, my journey kind of started like seven years ago when I first came into online entrepreneurship, I had a job that I really liked, but a boss that was really awful. So I decided that I needed to be my own boss. And so I jumped out on my own decided to do coaching and consulting in the industry that I came from and fell flat on my face for the first 14 months, to be completely honest. Uh, It was really, really hard. It was just a lot of mental junk that was coming up. I thought that because I was a great employee, I'd be a great entrepreneur. Couldn't have been more wrong. But I didn't want to sacrifice my freedom and I needed to make some kind of money. So I became a virtual assistant. So I became a $15 an hour virtual assistant, which was a huge blow to my ego because I had a pretty successful career, but I needed to start somewhere. So my first success started there. I grew my agency to a six figure agency. So I went from $15 an hour virtual assistant, leveraged working with other people and really figured out how to continue to think like an entrepreneur. And I grew it into an agency. And then, you know, we went through a few different niches, doing different things for different people. And in 2018, I told my team, Hey, I want to talk about entrepreneurship because I have now seen what it's like for me to overcomplicate things, you know, do everything and feel like I need to know everything and be everywhere. And, you know, all this overwhelming stuff. And now Like we're growing the agency and I'm not everywhere. We're not on social media. Our website sucks, but somehow we're still getting clients. And I want to talk about this because I feel like we're just overcomplicating things. And then up came a bunch more mental junk for me. And I sat on the idea of being a podcast guest for six months, not pitching myself to anybody. I had a list of podcasts. Just a podcast guest? Yeah, just a a guest, just a guest, which sounds so so simple. 
I, so let's just pause here for a second <laughs> yeah. because I will tell you, I think that this is a bigger issue than, you know, I think this is an issue for a lot of people. And so if you're listening right yeah. now and this is you listen in here. So how did you overcome this piece of it? Because yep. I, here's the thing I have worked with a lot of clients over the years. And I think being seen and being heard is one of the biggest kind of challenges that we have to overcome to step into our power. And it's just, you know, yeah. What, what did you do to overcome this? You bring up a good point because up until that point, I was very comfortable sitting in the doer seat, you know, getting clients to do virtual Mm -hmm. assistant work with us. It was like, I'm just a doer. I'm behind the scenes. And I had developed this expertise, but I really, really struggled to put myself out there. And I know that that was the problem originally too, was putting myself out there. That was really hard. So for me, I, the way that I overcame this mindset block and the way that I still try to overcome a lot of the mindset blocks that I have is kind of unique. I handed it over to my team (laughs) and you know what? Okay. So say more. (laughs) Yeah. So the, the thing about this specifically, so being a podcast guest, we'll, we'll just work with this example since it's very true to my story. Yeah. So the thing for me was I wasn't, once somebody had said yes to me and invited me into the, into their space and I was on their calendar, I was able to show up and I had things to say. And I think the very nature of podcast guesting specifically is like, you're just having a conversation with somebody on the other side, but the idea of putting myself out there and being rejected was too much for me to take that first step. And so I feel like I like found a hack, you know, my team, they don't have any of the mindset issues that I have. They, right. Honest, honestly, when I looked back and looked at who they were pitching me to, cause I did this eyes closed. I was like, okay, team go for it. I'm not going to look. And they were pitching me to some people that I thought, oh my gosh, like Marie Forleo is never going to have me on her podcast. Why did you pitch me to her? But yeah. because I closed my eyes and just let them make results happen, yes. they made results happen and I didn't control it. And then I was able to show up in a way where I didn't see any of the rejection until, you know, after I had already seen some successes. So it was, it was a big aha moment to me that I, as an entrepreneur, I can firmly stay seated in that visionary entrepreneur spot. And I don't have to be the doer anymore. I can employ people and processes and all these other things that are, that are not dependent on me to help me move forward with my journey. I love that. And I love that you're kind of like outsourcing this piece of it because you're right. Like, you know, I, I, I think there's, we're never, we're never necessarily ready to take that big, big leap. But once, you know, we start putting it on the calendar, we got to get ready. We got to figure it out. Right. And I, you know, I was very similar. I, I joked that I was, I was just terrified of speaking in general. And so my, my journey started years and years ago, but but doing like Facebook lives and doing videos and, you know, being on, being on as a guest, having my own, you know, podcasts, like, you know, it's been kind of interesting. It's like, so here's the thing is the more you do it, the easier it gets. It's true. Like the, like literally, like, I, I wish there was some profound, you know, strategy or something really amazing, but literally I, I think that it boils down to the more we do it, the more we create the muscle for it, the more we get 
the, the, the more we hone in and I was, I had a, uh, a guest on the other day and we talked about just the, the art of just that practice and what it does, not only does it help you become a better guest or a better host or a better, you know, you know, presenter or a better speaker, it also honed your message. Like it just helps to craft your message even stronger because you're out there sharing it. And how do I say this faster, better, smarter? Like, you know, like how do I hone in what I'm trying to say in fewer amount of words or be more concise? And so it's really powerful. And and I think that, you know, I love that the fact that you just kind of outsourced it to your team. So listeners, if you're afraid, (laughs) if you have a team, if you have a VA, if you have somebody that can just book it for you, I love it. And then you just show up and you do you, right? Yeah. But I think, I, I, but I, I agree with you um, that, you know, you said the fear of rejection. I think sometimes that, that big, that block will prevent us from going for it. And there's an excellent book and I can't think of the author's name, but it is simply, it's called Go For No. And it's a, really a different perspective of like, you know what, you are going to be rejected. And the more rejections you get, the more yeses you have. And so yeah. it's almost like sometimes I, I, I've, I've said this to one of my clients before. I said, you know, what if you just go mess it up? And she's like, what? I was like, you have permission to go mess it up. Like go mess, just be like, and she's like, okay. And so of course she's not going to, but I was like, you know, you have permission just to go and just, just, just be a disaster. And um, because we give people permission just to be like, okay, just like, let's just, the worst thing that can happen is a disaster. And, you know, they, they don't use it to ask not to air it, right? Like that's, right. that's the worst case scenario, you know? And so I think it is just one of those things that like, you know, this is, we have the, if we have the power to think it, if we have the, the, the knowing to think it, like the universe, God, spirit, angels, it's going to be here to conspire to help us achieve it. I truly believe yeah. that. So, yeah. Yeah. I I love, I love that you bring up the failure aspect because now it's so interesting when we help other clients do it, we know that we're going to get X number of no's. Like we have these conversion metrics that we measure our success by and success isn't a hundred percent. Yes. In fact, it's not even majority. Yes. Yes. (laughs) It's majority. No, but that has go make taking those first steps and really getting me out there to begin with enabled us to see what we could expect and what success was. Cause we didn't even know what success was. And yeah. it, I think it can be a shame for people that they they're, they're measuring success without the experience of having done it because they don't understand what success looks like yet because they've not been there. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. And I think it's just, it's a, it's a matter of getting out there and, and you're going to hear no's you are, oh, absolutely. I still hear no's, you know, and now it's funny because I, I, I do a lot of like television appearances. And so now it's just like, oh, I know. And it took me a while to get like, like, because it was something new, right? Yeah. It's live, it's on television. It's, and so, but the more I did it now, it's like, oh, it's so easy. And it's like, boop, boop, boop. And I'm like, okay. And I, and I used to be like so prepped and ready. And I realized yeah. even for television, the, I will send it. They ask me, they're like, you know, he ask the question. So I tell them, here's the questions they ask. Here's what the host is going to say. Here's what I'm going to say. Right. And they, they, I do, I do all the work for them and I show up and then they do absolutely none of it. And I was like, <laughs> I, why am I putting in all this work? So I go in and I, and I do their thing and I'll fill out the form because that's what I'm supposed to be doing to be a great host or I get a guest. But then I show up and I'm like, you know what? 
most likely that information is not going to get to the right person. And most likely it's just going to be like, whatever. And so I'm like, I got it. Like go in there. Like, I know what my talking points are. And then I'm just going to go with it, you know? And so it's just about like, it's almost like building that muscle just to be ready for anything. Yeah. Yeah. Constantly being like, okay, I don't know how this is going to look. I don't know how, what this is going to be like, but I'm just going to be ready for anything. You know, you know, you know what I've found the more that I do it is the less prepped I need to be, or the less actually, I, I don't even know that that accurately describes it. I can't be prepped. So like when somebody sends to me a list of questions, I actually say like, I briefly looked over them, but very, very quickly, I did not, you know, think about what I was going to say, because one of the things I think we have to realize is if we are doing stuff like this, if we have a visibility strategy that's intended to get us out there and we're talking about our business, we really don't have any business talking about things that we can't talk about off cuff anyway. Exactly. So when clients are like nervous, I'm like, okay, well, first of all, we're helping you write talking points so that we're ensuring you're getting into a conversation. That's about things that, you know, but if something comes up that you don't know, be yourself, what would you say? If Terry asked you something you don't know, and you were sitting in a private coffee shop, I'd be like, well, Terry, you know, I have no idea. (laughs) And we would just laugh about it. And we would move on to something else. Like you don't have to fake it. You just need to show up the same way you do for your clients. The same way that you do for the rest of the world in your business. These are the things that we're talking about. And that I think is what produces the best and the most authentic visibility for us anyways. And I want you to, yeah. And I I think for the listeners that are like not necessarily ready to take that big leap yet, just hear that, you know, your booking agent, the host of the show, we want to shine the light on you. And we want, our job is to make you look great. Right. I literally just got (laughs) off another, another call and I was doing this little extra, we're doing this little extra thing where it's a little quarterly tip thing and she messed up on it. And I said, you know, no worries. My editor is going to take care of this. Like we are going to make you look good, you know? And so you know what? We're going to make you look good. And so, because if we make you look good, it's going to make us look good. So there's kind of like a shared responsibility in this stuff. So, you know, another thing is, is like, you know, for most people, they want to produce something that people are going to listen to and and get value out of. So very powerful stuff. So I love it. (laughs) Okay. So what kind of strategies or tips can you share with the listeners as, as far as, you know, stepping into this place of being seen and having more of that visibility that you've seen be successful? Yeah. So we could go a couple different ways with this. So the way that I look at podcast guesting is there's kind of three things that you need to realize or know when you're doing, when you're kind of stepping out into this. So the first one is find them. Second one is pitch them. And the third one is keep them. So three very distinct, like how are we finding people that, that we should be reaching out to and pitching? And I like talking about this because I hear from podcast hosts all the time, like, Hey, I talk about entrepreneurship and I just got pitched the other day on a show or a guest that features or talks about gardening. (laughs) It's like, we need to make sure that we're pitching ourselves to the right people. Right. And so one of the things that we do at our agency, we have a couple different research strategies, but I want to share one that's like really, really practical because I feel like it's going to help the anybody listening, who's like, okay, what's the first step? Like what's, how do I find, you know, how do I find the podcast? Do I open up my phone and go to, you know, Apple podcasts and look for like all the podcasts on there? No, please don't. Those people are getting bombarded with pitches and good luck getting in those doors anyways. (laughs) So one of the things that we do that we teach our clients as well 
is we look to other podcast guests, people that have guessed, guested previously. So like you said, Terry, like you've done podcast guesting, somebody who has a message, who's like complimentary to your message, but not in competition to your message could use you as an influencer to look at all the podcasts that you've previously been on. What's that, what that is going to tell us as a podcast guest is that there's alignment with that show and with that host. And that is where things are really, really important. You want to make sure that the big, the biggest thing that, that you bring to the table is a synergy with the podcast host. And we have found that this is one of the best ways to ensure that because the host has proven that they're interested in covering material that's similar to the material that you bring to the table. So that's number one. The pitch is really important as well. And I feel like I, so many people are getting this wrong. Pitching for a podcast is not about how wonderful you are. It's just not, this is not resume work. This is, I've even seen PR agencies get this wrong. And I kind of wonder like, you know, what's going on here. And maybe because PR agencies are trying to get you featured in a magazine, that's all about you. This is not what happens in the podcast world. Podcasting is about bringing value to the audience, to the listeners. That's why the host has a podcast. That is why they bring guests in. So as the guest, it's our responsibility to serve an episode up on a silver platter. And the way that we do that is by coming up with talking points. This also kind of proves one of the things I said earlier is like, we're not coming in blind. Like we've presented the host with like, here, here are the things that I can talk about. And then the host is like, oh, I know how to craft an episode around, you know, podcast guesting. I know how to craft an episode around, you know, building an agency. I know how to craft an episode around X, Y, Z, right? So it's really important to be thinking about things like that before you pitch somebody it's a big turnoff when you send a a pitch that just talks about how great you are. We're not going to be able to prove how great we are. We just need to prove how much value we bring to the table. That's such a great point. If like, what is, what are you going to bring? What, what's the value? What's the message that you're going to bring so that the listeners can get a nuggets or some added value from that. So yeah. Yeah. Um, And I think it also, and what what was it? What was your third tip? Yeah, we can go there. Okay. So this is really important as well. I keep saying that it's all, it's all really important. And We, you know, what I'm passionate about is profitable podcast guesting. And so that's why all of these pieces are really important. It's not about just showing up and talking flippantly about whatever, you know, you and the host decide to talk about, you know, you and I could have sat here and talked about hair all day. Would that have been beneficial to the audience or even our businesses? Probably we didn't, we we didn't hit record on that one. So we just, (laughs) we saved you guys the time. Okay. (laughs) We did. We totally did. So the last one is keep them. So find them, pitch them, keep them. And this is one of the areas where I want to dispel like a huge myth around podcast guesting. And that is a lot of people come to me and they say like, well, what's the biggest, best podcast you can get me on? Can you get me on Joe Rogan? Can you get me on, you know, Pat Flynn's podcast? Can you get me on all these like big podcasts? And I say, okay, well, why, why are you interested in being on that podcast? And I think it's because people are seeing this just as traditional marketing or traditional media or traditional PR. And those two things would say, find the biggest audience you can get in front of, or find the biggest name so you can put, you know, put that logo on your website and boost your credibility. I'm not saying that those aren't valid strategies in and of themselves. But what I am saying is that the most profit, the most benefit that you can get out of being a podcast guest is treating this as a networking opportunity 
And that means that you're treating the person on the other side of the mic as a valuable person that you want to genuinely connect with, that you want to have a relationship with. What we've found is that when you expect that just having a podcast episode drop that talks all about you is going to change your business, you're really only capitalizing on like 25% of the benefit that you can have. And you're missing out on 75%, which is found in a relationship. Yeah. I am so grateful that you're bringing this up because I think this is such value in this. And, and I was sharing this on another episode that I said, I have like this like love list of like guests that I've had on that I'm like, oh my gosh. And we collaborate. I've, I've, I can't tell you how much collaboration has happened you know, and I've, and I, I feel like they, they've become my friends. Like I've had so many guests that have become like my good friends where I'm like, I got invited to one of the ladies' weddings. Like I was like, oh my gosh, not even met in person yet. And I got invited to her wedding. So, you know, but there's been some great collaboration and there's been some great, you know, if you're showing up adding value and you just kind of almost like fall in love with someone, just like you would at a coffee shop, you know, connecting for the first time. I can't even tell you how many like, oh, you need to meet my friend here who has this and this and this and this. And it's just like the, the amount of connections is just powerful, you know? And so, and it's just, I literally was having an interview earlier and she's like, oh my gosh, you know, she's like, we're going to a shared, uh, a shared meeting or a shared, uh, a conference together. We found out. And, um, she was like, do you want to be my roommate? And I'm like, oh my gosh, how fun would that be? <laughs> That's so and awesome. So, and so it just becomes like this really great, you know, community that we're building yeah. and, and you're right. It is about those real authentic relationships, you know, that we're having. And so it's just a powerful way. It's another way of building your business through relationship, a relationship building, you know? So. It absolutely is. Yeah. I, I've seen so many great things come on the back end. You know, we had a client that, that came to us once and her problem was that she was getting on podcasts and she was on like pretty good sized podcasts. But she said to me, you know, Kristen, they're not profitable for me. Like I had a really great, even like live coaching session with the podcast host that cause she was a mindset coach. She's like, and I helped him through some of his junk. And I thought like, man, this guy really needs to hire me. This was a really good podcast, really high value, but I haven't heard from him since. And I haven't gotten any clients out of this. And I said, do you follow up with anybody that you've been on then, you know, anybody that's interviewed you? And she said, no. And I said, well, that's your problem. I said, you know, podcast hosts have a lot of guests and it, you need to go above and beyond to stand out. If you really, truly want to be bringing value to their network and be in their life, like you've got to lead with that generosity and go beyond just showing up and sharing your expertise. People are going to understand that you're just showing up to take advantage of their, their community and what they've built. But if you send a message and just say, which she did. So she sent a message and just said, you know, I really had a ton of fun on that episode. You know, if there's any way for me to bring value to anything that you're doing, I know you run a mastermind. If you ever searching for like a guest expert or something like that, I would love to come in and just provide coaching sessions for your clients. And they ended up getting on a call and she closed $10,000 worth of sales for a retreat that she was having. And it, she was, then it just like clicked for her. Oh, I can't just expect that the interview is going to do all the heavy lifting. This is about showing that you are genuine, that you're a person, that you're not just looking for the quick win. And the quick win is so short-sighted anyways. You know, when you have relationships, they last the test of time. That's absolutely perfect. I love that. Okay. So how can people find and connect and collaborate with you? 
Yeah. So our website is yesbossva.com. And I kind of sort of hang out on LinkedIn. I have an interesting relationship with, with social media still. I'm just not a huge social media fan. I I'm just, I like meeting and connecting with people. I just, I, I, I don't like all the space between me and the people that I know. And I feel like social media for me has done that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, if you look up my name on LinkedIn because of you, the unique spelling, I'm the only one there. <laughs> there you go. I love it. I love it. Well, Kristen, this has been absolutely delightful. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for being yourself and being authentically you and just having the courage that from that day one. And I love the fact that you got creative and a creative solution to getting yourself out there because now we get to, we get to experience you. We get to, we get to fall in love with you. So thank you so much for being here today. Thank you so much. I appreciate you having me. I am so grateful that you joined us for this episode. If you've enjoyed this, then I invite you to connect further with me at talkingwithterry, that's T-E-R-I dot com. I absolutely love this. How can we outsource in a way our own head trash and allow ourselves to show up for what really matters? Stepping outside your comfort zone has its challenges, but more often than not, we will look back at this time with total gratitude for that moment that has taken us to where we are today. Now, our next guest will encourage you to ask some powerful questions to continue to move the dial forward.